This is the Peak Signing Agents Podcast. My name is Derek Van Otten. I'm a six-figure loan signing agent, and I own a six-figure national signing service. My goal is to help you become a peak signing agent. Welcome. I want to thank our sponsor, The Loan Signing System. This course has literally changed my business life. I think if you're trying to be the best signing agent you can be, run the best business you can, you need the best courses out there. So to become a peak signing agent, I believe you need to take the loan signing system course. Click on my affiliate link. It'll take you to all the courses. Clicking on that link supports this podcast. It supports my family. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. It's another episode of the Peak Signing Agents Podcast, and welcome back. Real quick before I get started, uh, I know I have a lot of friends and listeners out in the Florida area, so at the time this recording, I know Hurricane Ian is coming in. I hope you guys are all doing okay. hope you're all being safe out there, and I just know that I am thinking of you. Just, I just want to say that real quick to get this episode started. All right, before we get into the, today's topic, who wants to hear a story? <laughs> Oh boy, I have a doozy for you. <clears throat> All right, I had a notary that went out to do a signing. We assigned it to her, I believe, on a Tuesday. The signing was taking place on a Thursday. So we assigned it to her. She scheduled it. She confirmed a time on Tuesday and then went to the signing on Tuesday, even though the order clearly stated Thursday. We got the scan backs on Tuesday. We had to call the notary and say, please, uh, this is not supposed to be happening today. This is, as you can look, this is scheduled for Thursday. Um, can you please call and reschedule for the correct time? And she did. And I and I and then I talked to her and I just hey, I just want to be clear that you are printing new documents. You're not just going to have the person lying through change the date and initial every single page you are it was a purchase you are literally going to print a new set of documents she said yes i am and she did you know how i know because she still mailed off she still fedex the signed package to the title company so the next day i got a call from the title company telling me about hey, oh this we got the signing back but uh this is supposed to be taking place thursday it is date sensitive so i told my client <clears throat> I said, oh, I know. I talked to the client. You know, she 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 got confused. She went on Tuesday, but, you know, she's going Thursday. We have a new time set up. And my t- my customer said, okay, no problem. But just there's a few things I want to point out to you. There's a, quite a few mistakes. And I said, how do you know? I thought that the signer, the borrower, called his lender and told him what happened. And then the lender called the title company. That's not what happened. The notary literally still sent off the package. And there's a lot of mistakes. For example, she stamped the note. She didn't get every page initialed that needed to be initialed. Uh, a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes were made. The venue, she left it on my state. She didn't change it. She didn't line through initial and change it to her state. So anyway, I talked to the notary. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. But first I told my client, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'll pass that information on. But will you mind sending me a new FedEx label? And they did. So I talked to the notary. And I said, hey, um, let me walk you through this. You made quite a few mistakes that are pretty important. Uh, how familiar are you with loan signings? Found out she's not that experienced. She's quite new. So I said, okay, uh, let me help you walk through this so you can do it properly. 
And she was like, I, I, I walked through her with it. She was very appreciative. She said, thank you so much for your help. And I appreciate that. So she went Thursday, got the signing done. But she was really struggling to get a scan back. So I was like, I want to make sure I get these scan backs before you drop off. She struggled with it. And I finally called her after a couple hours. I was like, what's going on? She said she was struggling with it. And I said, all right, well, we'll just walk through the package then over the phone. Make sure you got it all right. Sounds like she got it all right. Title got documents back Friday. I went over to the title company Friday morning because I had to drop off some other documents. And I looked it over. And it was bad. Like, for example, she stamped something. You can see the border of her notary stamp, but not the inside. You can't read anything. She had stamped something, and it was a little... It was a little off, so she re-stamped on top of it. Ugh. She used whiteout. She crossed off the other person's name. Because the, the title is meeting with the other person. So she crossed out their name on the signature lines. I was just flabbergasted. So I have to fight this fire. I have to call this signer and say, I'm so sorry. I need to send a notary out a third time. But I'm not going to send this, this notary that I used... I'll find a, you another notary. That was a difficult call. I had to talk to the to the escrow officer. She had to call her lender, the lender, her friend, and, and explain it to her. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, they're gonna be they're so mad at me. I was like, what else do I? And I waived my notary fee. I waived the mobile, so I'm coming out of pocket now for this, right? And I'm like, I need to find the I need to find a notary out there that will do the job. I said, I have a friend, Melanie Kilty who's amazing out there. Let me see if she's out there. She's an LSS ambassador. Called her up. She saved the day. Mel, I love you. Thank you so much. But I, come, I have to come out of pocket for this. I have to waive my notary fee because of the notary that just didn't do a good job. That's why it's so important to make sure you are striving to be a peak signing agent. Are you listening to podcasts? Are you taking some type of course like the loan signing system? Are you taking a course? Are you refreshing yourself? Are you understanding your state laws? The title company had to reduce their fees. I had to waive my fee. All because a notary was, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But luckily, I got a peak signing agent, Mel, to do it for me, and she's the rock star. So, story of the day. <laughs> a good example of why it's important to take a good course and to strive to be a peak signing agent. This is a good example because the the borrower is not happy. He had to sign three times. right? He's not in the good mood. I have to call and apologize. I have to waive my fee. Title company has to call and apologize. They have to reduce their fees. It's just not fair for everyone involved. Well, that's going to tie into this week's episode. This story just kind of happened to correlate at the end of this week. Um, but I had this, I had this plan because... I've had a few people reach out to me, tell me that they're going to start their signing service. And they reach out to me asking me for some tips and how they were just listening to my podcast. And they just took so much information from that to use during their podcast or, or for their signing services to get it started. They're using the information from this podcast. And I'm, I'm so happy for them. I'm so excited to hear that from them. At least three people this week have contacted me saying, I'm starting my signing service. I'm listening to your podcast. And it is just helping me a ton. So I am so thankful. That is the purpose of me creating this podcast for you guys, for you to make the best benefit out of it and to become a peak signing agent to win for your family. So this episode, I'm getting my notes out here. I'm going to talk about me. So I've started my signing service. It's been just over a year now since I started. 
I made it more public. Um, it's been less than a year that I made it more public, but I rolled it out about a little over a year ago. And I thought, let me talk about this. What have I learned from under a year of being a signing service owner? Or I'm sorry, just over a year of being a signing service owner. What have I learned? What takeaways, what takeaways can I give you? Some tips I can give you just getting started. And I thought, well, is this kind of early? When I first thought of this, I'm like, I, is this a little early? Because again, it's only been just a little, little over a year. However, we've done over thousands. We've done thousands of signings in that in that time frame. So I feel like I, I have a lot to talk about. But I figure, let me put this out there now because I might revisit this again in the future. Maybe a year from now. Maybe nine months from now who knows i might revisit this and i might have some more tips or anything like that for you but i figured as of now what are what are some tips that i can share with you that i've learned to help you if you are starting a signing service or if you intend to start a signing service in the future now again if you do not intend to ever start a signing service or you're not planning on starting a signing service this episode is still good for you because i'm going to give you tips here to still learn to still educate you on how to run a successful signing agent business, okay? Because you're going to interact. All right. It's going to be easier for you. Is my first tip. It's going to be easier for you to start with your current clients. I have one person person messaging me. They don't have any directs at all, and they're trying to market themselves as a signing service. Hey, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying if you cannot get clients on your own as a direct as a as a mobile notary as a signing agent you are going if you can't do that already on your own you are going to struggle you are going to struggle getting it as a signing service owner now again if you want tips i'll, I'll put a link in in the description below of a video a training that i did with mark wills and the loan signing system on how to market direct i'll put a link to that in the description uh, you have to be a uh, you have to be a member of the loan signing. You have to be a student of the loan signing system. So if you're not, I have a link there as well to become a student. But it's going to be easier for you to start with your current clients. Again, my number one tip that I give to anyone that contacts me about starting starting a signing service, my number one tip I tell them is be proactive. Don't be reactive. Don't wait. For things to happen if you're looking for a notary don't send it out there and just wait for the perfect notary to come along if it's been 15 minutes be proactive start making phone calls if no one has responded if there's a situation happening with a notary you need to tell your client about it be proactive find answers find solutions first before you correspond so just be proactive and communicate 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 I had a whole episode about you can't communicate too much you can't over communicate all right Always stay in communication. You got a request from your client, let them know you got the request. All right, hey, no problem, I'll get on it. Or maybe you have a question. You know, so I'll get I'll get a request all the time from my clients. Sometimes they forget something, like, is this a purchase? Is this is this a sale? Um, is there any trustee verbiage? Anything like that. So when I get a request, me and my scheduler know to kind of look at it real quick before we respond and say, Okay, we got it, or we're gonna start working on it. Let's ask some questions first. That, that way, I want to I want I want to over communicate, but I want to get as much communication in at a time. I don't want to bombard them also with emails. Oh, is this a purchase or refinance or sale? Oh, is there gonna be one or two people signing? Oh, and do you have a phone number? No. Let's look at everything and then at one time just say, okay, we got we got your request. By by out of curiosity, do you have a phone number for them so we can call? Right. So 
still over communicate with your clients. You can't over communicate enough. If your client tells you something that maybe they want to pass a message on to the notary, say, all right, we'll pass that message on. Oh, hey, notary, here's a message from the title company or from the mortgage company. Over communicate once again, you right. This, this, this is my number one tip I give everyone. Be proactive and just stay in over communication. All right. Here's some more tips that I've learned. Create a contract and or special instructions. So the platform I use, I have special instructions that I always include in there. I email special instructions. I put it in the platform. I want the notary to see the special instructions multiple times. In fact, we have three points where we put our special instructions. So, for example, when we send the request out for notaries, we have our special instructions. When a, when a notary responds that they're available and, they, and we want to use that notary, we respond in an email back saying, great, thanks for accepting this order. Here's our special instructions and here's our contract we need you to sign. Then when we get ready to upload the documents, hey, we're getting ready to upload the documents. Here's some tips after we looked over the documents and then here's our special instructions again. Please read them over. Three times they have received our special instructions. So if they don't do it, it means they're not, I, it tells me they're not reading special instructions because we just sent it to them three times. And I think it's, I think it's excess. I think it's overboard in my opinion. I think it's overboard. However, I found out it's necessary, unfortunately. So maybe create something, some special instructions, maybe specific to your client. Maybe every client is different. Uh, in my example, I'm very fortunate. Almost all of my clients would have the same special instructions. Almost all of them. I think there's one or two out of dozens that I have where where there's a little, little bit of a special instruction. But other than that, all of my clients have the same special instructions. So for me, it's in my scheduler, it's an easy copy and paste. Thank goodness. Uh, that definitely makes it a little easier. Sign up on a platform early. So I was trying to save money, all right? Signing up on a platform, for example, the most common ones are going to be signing order or notary dash when you just start off. Uh, other ones, you, as you're very familiar with, are going to be things like SnapDocs, a little bit more pricey. Uh, but whatever, whatever one you decide to go with, sign up sooner than later. I have discovered it's much easier to do that. So what I was doing previously, before I had a schedule and I was doing this all on my own, I would get the request and I would go to, for example, signingagent.com on signing agent. That's the NNA that's owned by the NNA. So if you take the NNA course, you're already on the signingagent.com website. So I would go there because I, I know they have at least taken some type of course like the NNA for an example. I know they've taken that course. I would look for notaries and I would check calling them all up, seeing if they're available. And that got very tedious. That's, that gets very tedious, especially if you're in a crunch and you're in a hurry that can be very time consuming, especially like me. I was doing it all by myself. So when I hired a scheduler, we still did that. And we, we, we did a copy and paste email. We're like, okay, here, here's our special instructions. Here's the information. And then when the documents were ready, here are the documents. We, we weren't very secure about that. I didn't feel comfortable with it. So a nice thing about having a platform like signing order or notary dash is that the documents, when you upload them, they're encrypted, so it's it's going to be secure. That's going to save everyone in security reasons, okay? And that's important because we're dealing with mortgages and people's information. It's important to keep it safe and secure. That's why these platforms are really good because they'll keep it secure. And it'll help you find notaries faster. So being on a platform, even though it costs money, it's like, it's like you're looking at an initial $500 and maybe an entire day of setup. 
All right, it's it's, it's a it's a long process getting set up, and it's a good amount of money. It's five hundred dollars, like I said, on average, and then it costs money per order. So you know, it costs money to use, but the nice thing is that it'll help you. Like my schedule was telling me how when we first switched over, oh, it's so much easier to find notaries. This is it makes it so much more convenient. And her just saying that made me realize, okay, th this was a good this was a good move. You know, we should have done this earlier. Would have saved us a lot of headache probably. And a lot of notaries sign up on these platforms, so they're ready. They're ready for the notifications. They're ready to rock and roll. So sign up on a platform earlier than later. That'd be another good tip. You also might want to have separate emails. So you might have an email yourself that you communicate with with your clients uh, or maybe that you're set up for on, you know, you might still be doing signings. When you're first starting off as, as a signing service, you yourself are still probably taking on signings from your clients or on on, you know, platforms when they reach out to you if you're not very busy you might be taking them so you might want to have a separate email address for for your signing service uh, it does look more professional if you have an at in your your business for, so for example for example me my personal email just for my business is d van Otten, you know it stands for Derek van Otten, at peaksigning.com i have the at peak signing it just shows a little bit more professionalism. Now, if I was only just doing notary work and I was just doing that, I would just have, and I've talked about this before, just a nice professional email. Even even if it wasn't at Gmail or at, I don't know, what's, what's popular right now? iCloud? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever is popular email for you. Even if you had a nice professional name and then at whatever handle. That's fine. But I think if you want to become a signing service owner, I think it does look more professional. If you if your handle is your business name, for example, like me is at peak signing. So I have my personal email account and and uh, we have one that we do just for the scheduling with its orders, orders at peak signing. And so if you've worked with us before, you you've seen those emails and my scheduler knows to copy me on all emails so that I, I also see the emails that are coming in and out. So I think it's I think it's uh, better to have a separate email address, and to use your business handle. It just looks more professional, especially if you're out there marketing as a signing service and you're handing out your business cards to mortgage officers, escrow officers, real estate agents. I think it just puts you above the rest by having a professional email address. All right, that's my opinion. Uh, another thing is you might want to get E and O insurance that covers your agents. And maybe any accident. So I have a signing service owner who told me uh, she had a notary go out and they slipped on the ice. They slipped on the ice, got hurt, and then when they slid on the ice, they hit the borrower's car in the driveway. And there's maybe I think there might have been a little bit of damage. So I don't know exactly what happened at the end of it all, but they were suggesting you know make sure you have coverage. Now I know the homeowner is going to have home insurance coverage. The notary themselves are going to have their own E and O insurance, their own business insurance coverage, but it might be a good idea to just make sure you have insurance that covers it. My my insurance company, they have told me that my insurance covers my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Contractors. People I contract. So that's what they told me. It just may be good if you're going to be a signing service owner just to maybe double check with your E&O insurance. Make sure what's all covered. It doesn't hurt. Another thing you might want to do is hire a scheduler and maybe get think about having a staff so I have, I have a scheduler she helps me when emails come in and i'm out i'm out doing signings or i'm out doing marketing she's 
you know, nothing I want to do more than get interrupted during a signing um, or out marketing. So I have my scheduler who answers the emails. All my clients know about her. So when she responds, they, you know, they know, okay, you know, Derek's probably busy. So Nicole, she's on top of it. She's going to find the notary. She's going to get it scheduled, all of that. It just helps. What I found out was, you know, when I'm traveling and I get a request and I'm and I'm driving, I have 20 minutes to drive to my signing and I'm barely going to make it on time and I get a request at the same time and I'm driving. I don't want to do this while I'm driving, right? It's against the law. It's dangerous. I don't want to schedule anything while I'm driving, but I'm going to barely make it to my appointment on time. It just got very stressful. And that's why I told my wife, I said, listen, this is very stressful. It's very dangerous if I'm if I feel like I'm panicking and I need to do this while I'm driving. It's very dangerous. I shouldn't be doing this. We need to hire somebody. You know, my wife tried to keep our over my our over our overhead low. So she didn't want to schedule someone right away. We were going to train my wife, but we have a baby. It just it just didn't make sense. It just made more sense to hire a scheduler. And it just makes my, our life easier. Sure, it's an expense. It is a write-off, but it is an expense. But it's just gonna be it's just we're now we're providing better service for our client because if I'm busy, she's gonna respond right away. It's more safe. I'm not risking my life and others' lives while I'm trying to schedule somebody while I'm driving. And it just takes the stress away from me as a third thing. It just takes the stress away from me while I'm again, it's it's become it's it's very stressful. You're waiting on documents, you have documents coming in, you have to send to the notary, you're getting requests. It just gets stressful. So if I can eliminate that stress, it's just worth it for me. And that's why we have a scheduler. So anticipate and plan on hiring a scheduler sooner than later. And, you know, if you think, I don't have, maybe I don't have enough work for a scheduler. Well, there's things you can do. For example, my scheduler helps do my bookkeeping. She enters my orders in. Um, when I deposit checks, she goes through and just says, okay, who we got paid from, who we didn't get paid from. She helps me get things ready for my social media. I give her ideas for social media. She helps find those things. So so these are things that my scheduler also helps me with. She keeps my inbox, my email inbox clean. She kind of situates that. She takes phone calls from notaries. She helps me review uh, scan backs. So these are just things that my, so my scheduler doesn't just do the scheduling and answer email. She does other things as well for my business. All right. So, so if you're wondering, will I have enough, do I have enough work for, a scheduler, you might, or maybe start with somebody part-time, maybe find someone that's part-time and do all the other things also I mentioned. Um, know this, okay? <laughs> you might feel or you might not get any days off. It feels like that sometimes. Sometimes I want to make plans. And my wife knows now that I might not be able to always stick with my plans because Things happen. That's part of being a business owner, by the way, not just being a signing service owner or not even just being a signing agent. Being a business owner means things happen and plans don't always go through. We had plans this past Friday to do some fun family activities, but situations arise with this notary that I explained earlier, the story I explained earlier. That was a situation I had to deal with. Uh, I had another deal with another situation where it was month end and a lot of documents were just wrong. So many last minute changes. I had to deal with those in my notaries. So, so you know, wasn't able to do that. My wife was okay. She understands. It was, it was. She understood it was month end. She appreciated that I try to make plans for the family, but she also knows, hey, business happens, and we're business owners, and these things happen, and we'll, we'll have our time to to have a fun time. So it is the weekend. 
It is Saturday. I did do some signings. We are going to do some fun family activities today. And Sunday, we have some also fun activities planned for the family. And and that's I'm going to dedicate my time to them. So here's another tip. Dedicate family time when you can. For me, it just makes more sense to dedicate my family time to late Saturdays and and Sundays. That's just a better time for us to do family events and plan it. Now, during the week, we might try, we might attempt something, but we know it might not go through and we're going to save all that family time for like Sunday or later in the evenings on during the weekday. But that's that's our dedicated family time. And so maybe you try to have a dedicated family time too for that little bit of balance that you might get. All right, here's the next one. You will be surprised at how much babysitting you're going to be doing with notaries. For example, this notary. I gave you the short, detailed story of this. There was a lot more details behind that story I'd said at the beginning. There was a lot more to it. I just kept it short and sweet so I don't stress you guys out. I've had some people call me or talk to me and say, hey, that one story you shared, I was on the edge of my seat. So (laughs) I appreciate you getting wrapped into my stories. But these are the things that happen. This is one of those worst case scenarios. But it happens. Right. And you just have to be able to deal with it. These things are going to have shit happens in business. And no matter how much I mentally prepare for it, it still sucks when it happens. I'm going to pull something up real quick. But, you know, dealing with this situation with that notary, it was stressful. And I, and I, and, and I worry. Right. I know I don't have to worry because I know my clients love me. In fact, they kept telling me over and over. We know it's not you. We know it's the notary. But I have to tell them, you know, hey, this reflects me though how you as a signing agent react respond do a signing is all a reflection of everybody you're a reflection of the signing service you're a reflection of the title company you're a reflection of the mortgage company the real estate agent you're a reflection of all of that you need to take it serious you need to be very serious if you do you will be separated from the rest you will be a peak signing agent that will get return business over and over so i want to read this text again i'm i'm panicking i know i don't need to but i'm still panicking and i'm I'm messaging messaging the title company and i just hey i got i got a peak signing agent to go out there and, and deal with this customer not deal and to do a signing with this customer the right way this time. The third time's the charm. We're going to get it done right. I'm going to keep you updated in the whole process. This is what my client texted me back. This is the escrow officer. She said, thank you so much. All caps. <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate the update. The, the loan officer, who is a friend of mine, said to tell you thank you for how you are handling the situation and getting it all taken care of. Thanks so much for talking to to the client also keep me posted on how the signing goes thanks again Derek it did put me more at ease to hear that text I'll be honest with you that did put me a little bit more at ease but still the pressure felt on I took it on myself to call the the borrower I said you guys shouldn't have to call them you know this wasn't your mistake this is my company's mistake I will be the one to call them apologize profusely I'm going to try to make it right. I'm going to find a peak signing agent who I know is going to have a good personality that the signer is going to like to be around. I'm going to get this taken care of. It wasn't a fun phone call, but just know as a signing service owner, these are phone calls you need to make or 
remember, as a signing agent, you might have to call because you make a mistake. Say, I'm so sorry. I made a mistake. I forgot something. I need to come back. And so these are phone calls you're going to have to make. At some point, no matter how much due diligence you do to double, triple check, mistakes happen. It's okay. Again, I did a whole episode on how to handle mistakes, how to handle errors. They do happen, but if you handle them properly, it will be okay. I handled this properly. I handled this professionally as a business person. At the end, the client, the signer, was okay at the end. He was a little upset in the beginning. He was okay. He talked to me. He was a little okay. The peak signing agent that I sent out took care of it properly. Everyone's now happy. And these are things that you're going to go through. All right. So these are my initial tips for you. If you are thinking of starting a signing service in the future, if you are starting one soon, or if you just got started, these are my tips for you right now. Me being as a signing service owner for just over a year, these are my tips for you. If you're wondering, is there a whole course on running a signing service? Guess what? You're lucky there is. The loan signing system does have a course. It is called the next level course. That means you as a signing agent are getting ready. You are, you are being successful as a signing agent. You're doing well. You provide great service. And now you're ready for the next level for your clients to provide them more service by becoming a signing service. There is a course for this. Again, in the description of this podcast, if you go to my link there, again, you clicking on that link if you're not already a student, if you click on that link, that supports me, that supports the podcast. I, I appreciate you clicking on that. But you can sign up. In fact, if you're not if you're not already on the next level course yet and you're thinking about it, then do use my link. Use my link, do the next level course. That is a whole course on starting a signing service. All right. So click on that link, it'll take you there. Sign up for it. You won't be disappointed. And keep being awesome. Keep providing great service to your clients and everyone involved, and you will become a peak signing agent. I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Peak Signing Agents podcast. I hope this episode brought great value to you and your business. And if it did, please subscribe and follow the podcast and share with anyone you think could also benefit. Thank you.